Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome to episode 41 of Ray and Benny Talk Sports. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Follow us on your favorite podcast provider. Leave a like. Leave a comment. Help get the word out. It really helps the channel grow. Uh, Benny, where can they find us on Facebook, bro? They can find us on Facebook, yes, bro. Um, You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Ray Benny Sports. Check us out. Thanks, bro. We're going to get right into it. CFL action. We've got a quick one for you today. We got our, of course, our movie matchups for the week, all of our matchups. And we got a little, I guess, business, Winnipeg Jets business to talk about with some quick shots. So let's get right into it. Benny, who do you got for your first matchup of the week in CFL week four action? Uh, We're going to look at tomorrow's matchup at BC Ottawa. Um, I was trying to decide if I should go with this movie title for this game or the next game that I'm going to do, but nice. I'm going to stick it with this one, and we're going with Canadian Bacon in honor ah. of John Canny and Nathan Wark tearing up the CFL so far to start the season. That guy, man? Like we talked about last episode, uh, uh, ridiculous what he's doing. Yeah. Never 87% mind. man completion. Yeah, never mind Ooh. being a Canadian quarterback. Sheesh, indeed. He's just <laughs> balling as a quarterback. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it's great for the league. I I get it. Everyone's saying wait till he plays someone good. Wait till this. I mean, you know what? I don't care, man. You're still putting up numbers. Let's yeah. enjoy this. I'm sure the guy's gonna at some point have a rough game. Mm-hmm. Uh, not everything's probably gonna be rosy throughout the whole season. But right now, he's putting up some epic numbers. He's Canadian. Yeah. There's always been talk. Hey, there's never any Canadian QBs in this league. Let's let's uh, get some Canadian QBs. We finally got one here, and he's doing well to start. Let's see what he can do. Let's get behind him a little bit. Absolutely. And not bring him down. Absolutely. Of course, being a Western team, you don't want him to win no. very often. Uh, do you see him winning this week? You know what? Just because of the short week, the travel yeah. to Ottawa, oh, the CFL different schedules. time zones, bro. You know, the CFL schedule. We love you guys. We love you, CFL schedule makers. But I'm going to go with Ottawa in the uh, slight upset here uh, just because they're at home. Yeah. And the travel for BC. So we're going to see, though, did Lapo fix his mistakes on the bye week? Um, is he still going to call, you know, the not not call timeouts at the right time? Uh, yeah. Waste the clock at the end of a half, all that. So they are, they're in pretty good shape to win their first game of the season. Ottawa, we'll see if they can build on those two games um, against Winnipeg. Yeah, I, I think that buy came at a good time for Ottawa. They got to kind of, what do you call it, a litmus test to see where they are. And they're in a pretty good position the way that they're challenging the Bombers. And I think they're getting William Powell back this week for sure. Yeah. And uh, Mazzoli and Acklin look really good. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like that's a combo that could break out and give that Beastie Lions defense a uh, problem. Yes, and and, and they, they also have to keep themselves in check. Yes, they played two good games against Bombers. They ended up losing close ones. Yeah. But they can't get too far ahead of themselves. You know, like they have to still play that same type of game. BC's D has been playing pretty well. So we'll see how they match up against Mazzoli there. But yeah, like you say, Mazzoli, Acklin, what a, what a tandem so far this season. Yeah. And, and that's not to discount BC because it, it'll be no. a good game, I think. But like you mentioned earlier, it's a short week, CFL yeah. schedule makers. Like, bro, can we get bro, can we get rid <laughs> of these Monday, Thursday games? What do we need them for? Other than scheduling, like we were about to talk about with the Bombers and TFC and the Argos being pushed. Yeah, I mean, well, we saw what happened with Saskatchewan going into Montreal on a short week yeah. uh, last week. And, I mean, Saskatchewan had some injuries, not enough time to get other guys uh, acclimatized, you know, to 
to the O line and all that stuff. Yeah. Burnham's out for BC this week. He was out for a little bit. Yeah, that's um, huge. But I mean, they still got some other good receivers there. Um, so we'll see. I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout or anything. Or Ottawa, they can, no. BC can easily win this game as well. Yeah. But I, I think it'll be a close game, and I think Ottawa will squeak it out. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you on this one. Uh, just given the bye week, PLP uh, is good at strategizing with Mazzoli, Acklin, and uh, that defensive front. And Ottawa gave Bombers trouble, so I can see them having that again. Yeah. Uh, what do you got for Canada Day? Well, because it's Canada Day, Edmonton Hamilton, a battle of the O and three years. Ooh. I'm going with uh, Strange Brew. Oh, you gonna have to explain that one. Uh, Strange just Brew, Canadian classic um, yeah. movie with uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Um, you know, I had to go with. I had to try and find a Canadian made movie. Uh, you know, a lot of A's in there, so uh, classic for uh, Canada Day. Yeah, how do you see this one going? I like Edmonds has got to win one, but then again, like I said last episode, I don't know if they'll win one before Labor Day. No, and Hamilton's got to win one too. And Hamilton yes. being at Hamilton being at home, I'm going to give the edge to Hamilton in this one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the home team as well. Again, um, Hamilton's been close. Yeah, they've been there. They played well against Calgary, blew a lead last week against Winnipeg. They weren't very good at all. Mm-hmm. Um, their D has played tough, uh, giving up points late in the game, uh, first couple of games. Yeah. The Bombers were able to move the ball quite a bit on them, uh, but they only ended up getting one TD. So can Edmonton? force more TDs uh, against that D that the Bombers couldn't. Yeah. Look, Edmonton, sorry, go ahead, brother. Is Dane Evans going to continue to be the turnover machine that he is? I think so. I think this <laughs> game, yeah. I, I can you know, I, I, I can see this being a close game, but I can also see this a game where, where Edmonton might turn a corner defensively against well, that O-line and against yeah. Evans. That's that's the thing. Will Edmonton's pass rush finally get it going, or will Hamilton's O line be able to handle the weaker pass rush enough? Uh, they just sure. traded for Colin Kelly too, yeah, uh, from Edmonton, you know, to shore it up. But you know, they got four. Hamilton has only got forty-four yards rushing per game. That's horrible. Don Jackson's back this week, at least. Yeah. So maybe that'll help them up, help them out. Five point five average yards per play for Hamilton so far this season too. So. That's not good. You know, and then, like we said, Dane Evans, four touchdowns, six interceptions so far. So something's got to give here. Mm-hmm. You know, and Hamilton's offense could be good enough. Will Edmonton's DBL to limit the big plays? You know, that's what ha- Hamilton was doing well against Calgary were some of the big plays. Yeah. And Edmonton's had those mistakes and breakdowns that have led to some big plays. Um, Chris Jones' teams have never started 0-4, though. That's true. That would be a first if that happens. And, like, I believe the last two games, not the first game, first game they played BC. uh, The last two games, they've had a lead, though. They've had a lead at some point in the game. And they they just, the offense has fallen flat. Arbuckle's looking a little better, but you got to be more consistent with someone like Kenny Lawler that you have there. And, of course, James Wilder, bro. Got to get James going. Yeah, that's a a big one for me, too. If they can get Wilder going and get him more involved. He was limited in practice, though, this week. So we'll see if he ends up playing the game or not. But yeah, you got to get him going. Uh, not even in the run game, in the in the short game, pass game, anything to get this guy more involved yeah. in in a game. You know, he's one of your best players. You yeah, know? he can't be a decoy. He, he, can be, he can't be just a pass blocker. Like off the top of your head, just throwing it in there. Top three running backs in the CFL right now. 
I, I would have to throw Wilder in there. Uh, Carrie from Calgary. Um, trying to think of anyone else. A lot of guys hurt. Uh, I mean, Sandback probably would have been it. Powell yes. could have been up there. Uh, yeah. You know, no one else has really stuck out week to week. Some guys have had some decent weeks, but never put it together for a couple weeks. So. Yeah, uh, I think I will go with Powell Wilder and just off the past couple games, even though he got hurt, I'll go with Butler. Yeah, Butler. Who that yeah. guy. Like I, I'd love to be saying Johnny Augustine right now, and I'll be talking about that dude soon, but <laughs> uh, I'll have to give it up to... I think Wilder's just a beast. So who's who's taking this one, bro? Uh, I'm taking Hamilton at home. That's a good one. Yeah. That's I don't trust be- Edmonton yet. Too many moves still roster moves. Like They're just yeah. they're not settled yet. Yeah, their their defense is settling, but kind of. But that offense, it doesn't seem to have an identity. Not yet, no. You know, no. and I think they'll help them if they can get the running game going. Yeah, that's the thing. Get Wilder going. All right. Hamilton's D is going to be tough. They're tough against the run too. We saw them last yes. week. Yes, no, that's against the thing. The run, so. They have a good defensive line. Yeah. You know, if they're feeling it, if their motor's running with Ted Laurent, like they can be a, a good defense. So that's not a good com- that's not a good thing for for uh, Arbuckle. No, is uh, Simone Lawrence gonna do anything this week? He's got to do something. He's gonna make some plays. <laughs> he does. And, uh, let's side with Jeff Reinbold. He's he's got to make some plays. Yeah, I expect him to come out firing this week, but yeah, you know, we'll we'll see. Yeah, uh, let's look at this rematch from last week. Talking about teams on a short week. Saskatchewan had a short week. They had a new center coming in, so their O line looked terrible. Yep. Uh, Fajardo got pounded into the ground seven times. Uh, Eight. Uh, well, they put the the backup quarterback. Oh, he did he sacked. get the eighth one? He, he oh, got the eighth Jardos one. Eighth. Oh, okay. No, what's his name got in on the action? The backup got <laughs> in on the action too. Uh, but they looked horrible again by the short week. Uh, so, but I, I think the movie title on this one will be called Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen because uh, they fell hard last week, bro. Just like I just mentioned. Uh, and, and I think it, it's always hard to win a back to back. Yeah. Yeah. In the CFL and Saskatchewan, they have a full week to practice. They have the old line to get gelled. Uh, I think this is looking good for Saskatchewan, but it hurts to lose Shaq Evans. Yeah, that, that's a pretty weak loss. Plus, Saskatchewan now at home, uh, they've had enough time to kind of heal up their, uh, their a little bit, but also get their center more ingrained in the O-line play. Mm-hmm. That should help Fajardo. Um, we'll see. Can Harris? Now, Vernon Adams is back, right? So he'll be the backup. Yeah. Uh, is Harris going to still play good or is Harris going to be in the back of his mind uh, thinking, hey, if I'm bad, Vernon Adams is coming in? Well, you he's got to have that in the back of his mind. He's not it's cemented there, right? enough as a starter for sure. Uh, I don't, I don't, I can't trust him, bro. And they've just lost their center. Yeah. That's they right. lost yeah. their center last game. So you have Harris, who's not a very mobile quarterback. He's kind of like Kalaros at this point in their career, not as good. Yeah. But in regards to mobility, so he needs a solid O-line performance for him to get settled in and get into rhythm. And I don't know if they'll do that with a with a new center coming in. Well, that's what we talked about before last week's game, uh, that Saskatchewan or Harris was ripe for the picking because Saskatchewan's old, uh, D-line was getting to the quarterback quite a bit, right? Yeah. Um, and then the O-line for Montreal actually played pretty good and kept Harris upright. So now you got your center down. Yeah, we'll see if Saskatchewan's going to be smelling some blood there. Uh, oh, and maybe sure. going after him quite a bit. And that's where maybe Vernon Adams then comes in with his mobility. I think so. Um, at some point in this game. But we'll he see. Would, I hope uh, I think hope he would be the better can keep play. them going. He would be the better play, I think, against us. And it's not that Saskatchewan D played bad. 
take away the kickoff, the very first play of the game last week for a touchdown, and take yeah. away that uh, weird interception of There's Duke Williams. Six, yeah. That defense played very well. Yeah. You know, it's not like they're pushed around everyone expecting to be good anyways, and they got that pass rush. Like you said, they'll get pressure on Harris and give him problems. So uh, for that reason, I think I will take the Rough Riders along with it being a back-to-back and that O-line center in Montreal being lost. Yeah, I can't argue too much with that. Yeah. it. Uh, as much the, as I'd rather Saskatchewan lose. I know. I know, bro. <laughs> I know. It'd be nice to see an Eastern team beat a Western team for sure as well, because that doesn't happen very often. No. Well, uh, right now we got Ottawa beating BC, so maybe one. Oh, yeah. Well, but we hope so. We hope that so. could obviously flip back the other way very easily. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm going to take the Riders uh, convincingly in this Ooh. one. Yeah, convincingly, I think so. I think so. All right. Uh, let's look at the July 4th matchup. Uh, and, of course, I I have to call it Independence Day, no? Like. Yep. How can I not? And uh, the Bomber running game is still trying to prove that they weren't dependent. See what I did there? Independent today? De- dependent? No? Yeah, yeah. Kind okay. of. Yeah, of course. <laughs> reaching, reaching this yeah. week. But yeah. still, they were dependent on Andrew Harrison. They're still trying to prove that they can be independent of Andrew Harrison. Bro, uh, I know I've said this before, and I promise this will be the last time I say this. Just like I did with the kickers. <laughs> this is not going to be the last time. It will be last time, right? I didn't talk about the kickers no more. I said patience. So uh, I really think they need to give Johnny Augustine the RB1 position. Uh, all love and respect to Oliveira, and I think he's one of the best complimentary backs in the league. But he's just not making those holes where I can see Augustine making his own holes. He's not as dynamic. And uh, like we said before, Caleros needs a running game for him to get comfortable to set up the play action, to set up the motion, the movement in the backfield and across the line. Uh, I really think they need to get that running game going. I think that's kind of what's stalling the offense this year so far, bro. Yeah, they definitely do need to. The O-line has struggled a bit with the run game, but then when the O-line has opened up some holes, the running backs have struggled finding those holes. So it's it's a combination of the two not working well together yet. And maybe the O-line was used to Harris and Harris was used to the O-line and knew where to go. They knew where he was going. And maybe it needs time to gel. It's been three games. Uh, They really didn't play any preseason games. I know Augustine and Olivier were here last year as well, but... You know, things change a little bit, so we'll see. And But, like, I agree that they need that running game. Kalaros needs that running game. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely going to open up the receivers a little bit more when defenses have to sit there and respect that running game. Absolutely. Um, Toronto's D got blitzed by BC last week. So yeah. I expect a better effort out of this bomber offense this week. Absolutely. And to maybe move the ball a bit more. The, the only issue I have is... Bombers, when they go to Toronto for some reason. I know. Sky Dome, BMO Field. Whatever it is. Exhibition. <laughs> it's just Toronto, man. Yeah. It's just, they, they could be, I don't know, Maybe they uh, need 17 a and 0, and then they'll lose that 18th game because Maybe they, they need went a to curfew. Toronto. Maybe Toronto's too distracting. <laughs> I've been there for a few months, bro, and it can be distracting. There's yeah. lots of stuff to do, so maybe that's it. I don't know. But yeah, you're right, bro. Toronto's not been the friendliest place for the No, like last year to too, right? Yeah. Exactly. Thirty. That's the last time Arbuckle played well. Yes. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, pretty that much. That is right. Uh, he so, lit us up. And the good thing is that Toronto's offense is not looking very good at all. Uh, three last names is not looking... Th- uh, that's Bethel, McLeod Thompson, just so y'all new listeners know who three last names is. Uh, also he's, known as BLT. Yeah, he's just not efficient <laughs> at all. Uh, and again, he needs a running game, and... 
he had no running game last week. Like they yeah, got so their asses kicked in BC. They did, and and Harris didn't wasn't much of a factor last week. He's I don't know if he's still a little bit banged up from that week one game. Yeah, obviously he's he wants to show something here. He wants to prove to the Bombers they let him go when they shouldn't have. Um, so he'll be coming out gunning hard to have mm-hmm. a, a wicked game, and we'll see. And I hope he he plays the whole game, and I hope the Bombers D at the same time shuts him down. Yeah, um, that that D that running D man. With Sales, Lawson, Jeff Coat, Jefferson. He's going to have a hard time. Big Hill, Kyrie yeah. Wilson. Good luck, they, bro. They've allowed only 41 points so far, the Bombers, and three wins. That's crazy. 41. No um, touchdowns in the second half again? No touchdowns in the second half. Uh, where is it here? Uh, 12 points in the 12 fourth points. quarter? <laughs> 12 points only in the second half and six in the fourth. Wow. So two field goals. Um They've no, allowed fewer than 20 points in 13 of 17 games since the start of 2000, 2021. They're 13 so, and 1 in that period. And they're 12 and 1. Yeah. So 12 and 1. Yeah. Bro. You know, then they, they're, what is it here? Their current streak for not allowing a touchdown has reached 39 possessions in a row. Well, what's the record? They're getting <laughs> last close. Year, last year, their longest streak, or last year, the longest streak was 44, which was also by the Bombers. And they're going so, against an Argos team that's not looking good moving yeah. the ball. So I, I would expect and, and another thing we, we can talk about, okay, the bombers, we had them, they're three and oh, we had them number one in our power rankings. A lot of people saying, Oh, they're 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 a fluke, three and oh, blah, blah, blah. The bombers started slow last year, too. Exactly. They had a lot of close games to start the season. They lost that one in Toronto early, and then by week five or so, whatever, they clicked. And that's when they started going and started rolling. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we're on the same path here, but I mean you're three and oh. You're not winning games by fluke. You're a championship team. Yeah, the D is better than the offense right now. People want that week 18 championship team in week one? Come on. No. Slow down. Slow your yeah. roll. The fluke. Get out of here. And they're, and they're playing against an Argo team that's allowed like 360 yards passing and 110 yeah. yards rushing. That is not good. No. Good for the Bombers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And they've also turned over the ball like they're minus four in the turnover battle. They've turned it over seven times already early in the season. Yeah. It's not looking good for the Argos, bro. So I'm taking the Bombers in this one on Independence Day, and I think they're going to whoop them. Never mind what's happened in Toronto in the past. I think damned be that they're going to whoop them this week. They better because they got that short week coming up when they got to play BC uh, on freaking Saturday. <laughs> Days later. Can we come on? Going forward, no more Monday and Thursday games. Uh, How hard is that to figure out, bro? It's a Friday to Saturday, like you said last time, man. That's that's what else do you need? Or have three on Saturday if you if you need to. Keep Friday night football one, have three, have an early matinee. I loved going to matinee games with my dad back in the day, man. Talk about getting young fans in. Bring them early. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Come on, CFL matchmakers and marketing. Like, ugh, we're going to be on them all year. That's what I'm not going to give up on. Kickers, I'll let you go. You know, running game bombers, it's fine. This, no, no, no. This might be an every week thing, CFL matchmakers. We can't say anything about Legio, anyways, man. He uh, had a pretty solid week last week. Patience, brother. Patience. Yeah. It's there. <laughs> uh, let's uh, do a couple quick shots. Uh, let's talk about the rumors. Uh, what? <sighs> These rumors. Bro, last episode, we were like, <laughs> do you think they're actually going to start trade talk? I'm like, well, they got to listen. Well, I think they're doing more than listening right now with the New York Rangers, apparently. The rumors say from the guy from RDS. 
Yeah, so Pierre-Luc Dubois and the Rangers, apparently. The Rangers have interest in him, and apparently there's been some talks ongoing already about yeah. a trade of PLD to the Rangers. But I don't know, man. The Rangers are hard against that cap. Mm -hmm. uh, they have some guys that they still need to sign themselves. Yeah. I don't know how you're going to fit PLD in there unless... That's their unless you're going to give him some kind of bridge contract for the next two years, because apparently PLD also wants to go to Montreal. Of course, he wants to go home. Yeah. So I. So how does a team give up a lot of assets for him, knowing full well he's not going to sign there in two years? Yeah, but, maybe they're happy with that RF. Uh, the him being on there for a couple of years with their window, maybe that they have with the current squad, and they need him, and maybe it's totally worth it to give up a prospect or two to get him on the train. Yeah, it could be definitely. I mean, you you think about it. If you win the Stanley Cup in the next two years with him in there, yeah, hey, success, man. No matter what you gave up, but I mean, if you're the Jets, who are you looking at uh, taking away from the Rangers, or who would you want to move PLD? You know, I I I told you earlier today about the defenseman Linquist. Uh, he hasn't been looked too. He hasn't looked too good in game action, but he hasn't been given much of an opportunity. He's a a good fast kid with some decent hands. I say try to get him. Hell, throw Hainola in there if you want. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, or you got to look at maybe Capo Caco or um, uh, Lafreniere. How about Chittle? Uh, he had Chid a great Chittle, playoffs. Yeah. I like that guy. Yeah, and maybe another pick in there somehow. But mm -hmm. if you're the Jets and you're going to trade PLD now, then you might as well look at dumping Wheeler. You might yes. as well look at getting rid of Shifley while you can. You have to listen. And unfortunately, highly too. And you go into a tank year, and hopefully you end up with Connor Bedard for next season. Or there's a second guy. I can't remember his name now off the top of my head as well. Hmm. But if you can get one of those two guys, then you're, you're set for the next little bit after that. Yeah, they get, this is a big decision. This is a big offseason for the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. Like, the next couple of weeks going into the draft, there are going to be moves made. Yeah, hopefully in they including got a coach, a coach. By then. Yeah, including <laughs> hiring a coach, which might happen by this weekend. Hopefully. But, uh, they, yeah, that's huge. And of course they're going to listen. This is probably the best value that they'll get for PLD because it won't be next year with another year under their belt. They'll be pushed to trade him at that point. And then other teams know that. So this is where they'll get max for him. Yeah, apparently New Jersey's willing to trade their second overall pick too. So maybe that's another move for Hellebuck or something like that because they, they probably Hellebuck. want a goalie as well, man. No. I don't want to trade Hellebuck, man. He's the last guy I'd want to trade. That guy's yeah. stood Stop. up for this team, played well over the years and that. Stop you putting know. that name in the trade rumors, bro. I'm not. I keep seeing it. I, <laughs> I cringe every time because I don't want to see that guy go, man. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be an interesting next couple weeks. Uh, let's keep talking about hockey. Let's talk about Tim Hortons. Uh, maybe Canadian Tire withdrawing support from Team Canada Hockey in the World Junior Program. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, bro? You know mine. Good. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure Canadian Tire has withdrawn. Scotiabank, TELUS. Um, and Tim Hortons, all of them have now withdrawn support for the uh, junior men's yeah. Canada team, not not anywhere else, uh, yeah. not the women's, not uh, you know, and all that stuff. So I, I'm behind that right now because I don't like the way Hockey Canada handled this uh, by settling this, not finding out what players were involved, yeah. not you know pushing this further and trying to clean up, um, not clean up but fix the issues that keep happening over and over again. Yeah, I don't care that this was a few years ago or whatever it is, man. You have to get this fixed so this doesn't continue to happen in the future. Yeah. Terrible. And, and, like you look at the Quinville cover up 
Like, this is the same culture. Don't try and say, oh, this is professional hockey. It's different. This is junior hockey team. This is national. It's the same culture. They well, if it starts in junior. In the same culture, protecting each other no matter what. Well, if the, if the guy's getting protected in junior, what's going to stop him from doing something as he progresses in his career? Exactly. You know, if, if it doesn't stop there, he's going to be like, well, if they haven't figured it out back then. I'm going to try it again here or do it again here or whatever, man. Yeah. So good on those companies. Early shout out to those companies that we just named for withdrawing yeah. the money, even though for I do sure. have. Uh, yeah, good on you. Good on you. Uh, Benny, you got any shout outs to give out before we sign off? Yeah, I'm going to give a shout out to Danny McManus. You say, like after... he's, a, you t- you say it like he's an old prospect. Danny McManus. From, <laughs> well, he's uh, old, isn't he? <laughs> back in 2200. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we should never have let that guy go from Winnipeg back in 1991. Yeah, because he threw that touchdown in the Grey Cup <laughs> yeah, to Rick yeah. House. And it's like, wow, he threw a bomb. And then that's it. See ya. Like he knew yeah. he was going. He knew he was going. Yeah, so again, he gets my shout-out for finally getting added uh, to the Hamilton Ticats Wall of Honor. 14 <laughs> years too late? Yeah, it's, like, it's, Sorry, a, it's just another one of those things where you're thinking, ah, he's already been added a long time ago. Then you see the news and you're like, what? That doesn't make sense, but congrats for finally making it, Danny Mac. How many years total since he retired? 15? 14? 15? Oh, yo, yo, 15. 2006? <laughs> uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Winnipeg Blue Bomber Willie Jefferson for being named one of the top performers of the week. We talked about him a lot last episode. Just uh, It's not the stat line. It's just him on the field being a disruptive yeah. force. Exactly. Ugh. The pressure is everything, man. What was, what did, why did Edmonton let him go? Why does Saskatchewan let him go? Just He's going to eat up that BLT <laughs> on Monday. I can't wait. I can't wait for Independence Day. <laughs> Benny, do you have anything to say to the people? Uh, you know what? Thanks a lot for listening. Again, uh, follow us, subscribe, check us out. Have a good weekend. And in the famous words of John Wooden, do not let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. Be kind, be safe, help each other out. Hey, friends and neighbors, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Ray Benny Sports. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Leave a like, leave a comment, tell us what you think.